Welcome back to Three Black Dots with Dr. Tiffany, Dr. Karen, and Dr. Zanetta. Well, this idea of vaccinations, right? I mean, there's an HPV vaccine, right? Right. So there's a vaccination that you that is under the, you know, file that under cancer prevention, mm-hmm. right. right? Right. But if folks are distrustful of vaccinations, period, um, and they're not getting vaccinated, so there's your example of missing out on an opportunity for cancer prevention. Right. 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 I actually didn't realize they had changed the guidelines around um, HPV. HPV is human papillomavirus, so I didn't realize they had changed the guidelines to actually include people up to age 45. Yep. Right. So that is really important Mm -hmm. to get that information out because there are some people who are like, oh, well, I'm past the, I'm beyond the the time originally up to age 26. Right. But now for individuals who are over the age of 26 up to age 45, they need to have that conversation with the doctor. So again, to right. Janetta's point, with your list of questions, is this, because it's a discussion. A lot of it depends on your lifestyle and what other things you have going on. But it, it's something that, like you said, should be brought up because not only does it prevent cervical cancer, it's head and neck cancers too. And, and, and which people don't really... understand head and neck cancer. Yeah. If that can be prevented, sure you want it prevented. Yeah. Yeah. You want it prevented. Yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing more cuz cuz now you're doing general oncology Z. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing HPV related head and neck cancers? Yeah. And are you seeing it more in men? Yes. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. I mean, that's the statistic, but I didn't know if that was near mm-hmm. your practice. And, and I I was so upset when the vaccine first came out that it was only geared towards girls. Yeah. And I thought that was the worst marketing strategy ever. Because I mean, why would you do? Why would you? <laughs> why would you do that? And so I think now we're trying to play catch up and say, you yes. know, oh, now everybody can get. Well, first it's right. boys. Oh, then you can get it when you're older. And I, I mean, head and neck cancer is is a big deal. It's a mm-hmm. big deal to have a peg tube, and you know, to have your neck radiated and to get yep. chemo with radiation. Like this is, this is. It's a big deal and not be able to talk, right? Like this is, most people don't understand. Um, but wasn't there, wasn't there a couple, because the other thing is anal cancer with HPV, right? So wasn't there a couple, like a celebrity couple where like one of them, I guess it was an actress. What, Mike Douglas? And she had anal cancer, I want to say. And then her husband had head and neck and they actually publicly came out and said that their doctors told them it was related. Am I making this up? I don't think you're making it up. I just don't remember. But I know that anyone that has come out to say that HPV is related to oral activities. Yeah. I mean, they have been criticized <laughs> so much so that they've had to take back their statements. And I can't understand why. Okay, so we need to we need to back this up though because mm-hmm. I think we're we're talking about all the stuff because we know about it, and I think what's important for for folks to know is that, you know, the human papillomavirus there are hundreds there's a, more than a hundred different strains of this. The vaccine was originally developed as a method to reduce cervical cancer risk, and that's I think that's why the marketing strategy was the way it was because it was really geared towards reduction of cervical cancer. 
Um, but recognizing that some of these different viruses are also related to um, head and neck cancer. So what I tell people is cervical cancer and HPV related cervical cancers is a sexually transmitted disease that you and get that's from the reality that you get from, from both intercourse and oral exactly. and oral right. And and again, that's that's the education piece that people don't get that that there literally is a cancer that right. can be passed on from sexual activity. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a, that's huge. That's a huge education that needs to happen. And there are some parents in certain communities that don't want their kids vaccinated because they feel like it's giving them a license to have sex. And that's not what it is. Kids are going to have sex regardless. <laughs> well, not even kids, but, you know, I, I mean, whenever they start, even as adults, I mean, right. there's Right. HPV, so right. it's just that they, you know, the age to start vaccinating isn't childhood because you want to catch people before they have their first exposure to HPV. Correct. So it's actually like trying to catch them before they have any sexual activity. Right. That's and, all. And that's why it's a conversation with the doctors after that, um, you know, after age 26. So one of the conversations, so I, the governor, um, North Carolina Governor Cooper appointed me to the advisory committee on um, cancer control. I don't know the whole name. My brain is not working right now. So it's the A4C. And we had our meeting today. We had a business meeting followed by our meeting. And I'm on, I lead the behavioral risk reduction subcommittee. Oh, this and is a perfect conversation. Oh, goodness. Yes, she's throwing really out all is. her titles. You could have started with that, Karen. I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm saying. You see, as if you're struggling and stuff. And you're not struggling. I'm on the committee. And they have been. Right. You could have been said this. Right. You, you could have been like, oh, you here's the agenda. No, I didn't know about this title. Right. Wow. Wow, y'all just went right, all in just on it. Congratulations see, all right. on the new no, title. Right. On what on new, new title? Committee. No, no I've been on the committee for years. I've been on the committee for years. The But the conversation What you going to do for us? Cervical <laughs> cancer. What? But this is... No, this I'm, is listening, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. <sighs> We're I'm listening. Right, Go I'm ahead. Listening. I'm hanging up. What is happening? Okay. One of the areas in my subcommittee is on HPV, right? Oh, so that's good. what I'm saying. I didn't realize that all this stuff had, oh. all this stuff had changed. But but here's the deal. <laughs> what was fascinating is there yeah, actually is a movement to have conversations around HPV vaccination at, at the college when kids enter college as well, because then they're adults, right? So those kids who may, whose parents may have said, you know, they didn't want their kid vaccinated and they may have missed that early window, still have an opportunity to, to Tiffany's point where there may be some individuals who may not have started sexual activity where they could get vaccinated. Although it's amazing to see what happens even in middle school. So y'all have a lot to look up to. I'm just saying you. Well, well I, I, I think school, I, I read a stat somewhere that like 80 percent of people are infected before the age of 18 or something crazy. Let me tell Can, you something. Is that is that these kids you on the committee? Tell me. I mean, I no, I, it is. It's some. It was some yes. ridiculously high number, mm. and that includes that includes oral that includes oral sex. So right. the challenge when at least when yeah. Ashley was in middle school, they did they didn't believe it was sex if they didn't yeah. have penetrative vaginal penetration sex. I'm like, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, it's a very high it's a very high um, activity rate, and so again, I I try to tell parents that. It's not licensed. Kids are going to do what they want to do. It's a way to protect them. 
um, from getting some of these things. Now, one of the people that's on the committee, though, and I was so I was so pleased that she shared one of the things that she shared was she actually is a survivor um, and, uh, well, she actually has HPV. She was vaccinated as a child and still got HPV, still has HPV. Hmm. Right. So she, so she maybe had a different, remember, she had a different kind. Exactly. Right. She so it's important to remember that, think, what is it? Is it a non-avalent now? So there's nine different um, HPV strains that are being that, vaccinated it, against now. Right. Because it's at nine, first right? it was, it, I don't know. I know it's it more. Four. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's a non-avalent now. I think yeah. it's nine. So it's not going to protect against all 100 strains of HPV, but it does protect hopefully against the the, the more top common. Mm -hmm. yeah the more common ones that are associated with cancer right because not all of them are necessarily um related to to cancer so it is interesting and i think there's a lot of education that needs to be done around this um particularly in communities of color um really just right. wanting to but but it's, it's that trust issue so we we're still back where we how do we how do we work on the trust right and then if you say karen that we're targeting college kids that to me feeds into the mistrust, right? Because it's like, oh, you're trying to get the kids when they leave my house. And I, you know, you, you're going to these liberal institutions and, you know, they're trying to do things to kids, you know? And, and how do we get well, our community? No, no, I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying yeah. that, that there is a disconnect um, between the medical institution and between our community that, I, I think that even we struggle to overcome, you know? I was about to yeah. say, I see you just went and, and refreshed and I'm feeling a bit yes, I did. myself. <laughs> you might need to get a refill, girl. I might need to step on away for a momentito. <laughs> we have to take a break. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? Make sure you rate and subscribe. Three Black Dogs is available wherever you get your podcasts. So did you guys get sex education in school? Did they do sex education for you guys? <laughs> they wouldn't let us. In, uh, oh, really? Yeah, somebody, they started, uh, they were, uh, yeah. But, but somebody's mom came in the seventh grade, I remember. Somebody's mom was a nurse and came to talk to us in PE oh. one day. Like, she snuck in there or something. But I know the school board she didn't know about in. it. Yeah, it we was like it was pee, it was raining, and they were like, "Oh, you know, like Heidi's mom is gonna come and talk to you." And so she came. What in. about you, Tiff? Did you guys have sex ed? I went to Catholic school. Oh no. Oh, so the answer's no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I'm really, I'm actually trying to remember. I feel like we knew. Obviously, we got the bio, the biological. You know, like that was Puberty. taught. I really don't remember. I really don't remember. Um, so I, I remember, I it remember it. I was out in New York. Mind that we did. So, yeah. 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 But what? So we had it in New York. In New York, we did have sex ed. Um, but that was well before <laughs> they had vaccinations and stuff. So it was yeah. really just more basic <laughs> about protecting against STDs and that sort of stuff. But again, what I think is really important about this conversation is that cancer is can be a sexually transmitted disease, right? right? right. Cervical yeah. cancer, some types of head and neck cancers are sexually transmitted diseases. And that's why it's important to have those conversations with our yep. kids, with our teens, with our college kids, and mm -hmm. really making sure our communities are aware that these vaccines are now available up to age 45 with discussions with your with your doctors. And that's, that's, 
that's really important. Um, so that goes back to making sure that people have a doctor that they feel comfortable with and having that conversation. And for boys and girls, boys and girls, boys. Yes. And I remember Z for what you were saying, like when the um, when the vaccine came out, I was a fellow, and I remember one of the gynoc attendings was like giving us a lecture. Mm-hmm. And she was saying exactly what you said that like I can't believe they just came out with this for girls, right? Um, and she had sons, and she was saying like I'm getting my sons mm-hmm. vaccinated, and like mm-hmm. oh really? It's not me. Mm-hmm. So back then, but wow. she was but no, but she was a gynoc. But but it didn't make sense. So, I know, mean, I, I hear it back like, then. This doesn't make any sense. It did. It doesn't make sense because the girls, the girls right. are getting the cervical cancer. <laughs> Right, from the boys, right? Right, like, <laughs> come on. This is, I can't. Well, my boys will be vaccinated. Both of them. Rest assured. That's good. And particularly since, you know, the cervical cancer rates have gone down in the United States. It's the head yeah. and neck ones, particularly the, the HPV-related right. head and neck cancers. Right. The incidence is going nuts, particularly in young men. Mm-hmm. Yep. Young yes. men, 30 years old, 30-year-old yes. dudes showing up with head and neck cancer. Like, what? Yes. Used to mm-hmm. be head and neck cancer was for uh, uh, disease like the disease. older you know, The old folks who yeah. smoked and, smoked and drank. And drank. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, wait, wait. Cheers. Um, <laughs> um, but let me add this piece about HPV because I can tell you from experience. Now, the whole, the whole thing about getting children vaccinated for HPV, because there is this issue about sex. Yeah, and in certain communities, whether it be south, rural, communities of color, the conversation around sex are not being had. That's why yeah. I asked you guys if you had sex education because the sometimes the only time those conversations are being had is in the context of school or whatever. Um, and there's this squeamishness about having conversations with our kids about sex, mm-hmm. but I think that leads to so many other issues, whether it be you know, kids having sex too early or experimenting, et cetera, versus having this openness to, with our children about, you know, what sex is, what it means to care for somebody, when do you engage in sexual activities, those sorts of questions, those, those sorts of things. And right. I'm just thinking from my experience, when Ashley, when the vaccine came out, Ashley was of age and I was like, my child is getting vaccinated. Yeah. But you know, JD didn't didn't want her to get vaccinated. Really? And he was he was one and yes. And he's an educated man. But his thing was he was he thought it was a license again. He was one of those who thought it was a license for her to have sex. And I'm like So it's really important to figure out. This is where the dialogue comes from. This is where I want to hear from people because what are the hangups? What are some of the concerns? Why do people not want their children to get vaccinated? Is it simply because they feel like it's a license for the kids to have sex or is it a mistrust issue, right? To well, well some of it could, it could be a mistrust issue too because if you think about it, cervical cancer used to be deemed as like a cancer of women who are too promiscuous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And, and and that's honestly the way I think the medical institution put out cervical cancer. Like you only get this if you're doing too much. And if you are not, then you won't get it. And see, that's that was a problem. Cervical cancer has always had this stigma around it because women wouldn't even say they had cervical cancer. They would say, I have cancer, the female parts. Yeah. Or, 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 or something like that. Right. So you couldn't even admit that you had the disease first. And then, you know, the vaccine is coming on against that backdrop. You know, 
and and so it still it still goes back to these historical issues, you know. Yes, but the issue that you're talking about though is not even about race ethnicity; it's about gender. So right. and 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 but but, but that's still a that part up. of it. <laughs> it is, and I'm bringing that up because I had a young. I remember I was doing a. I was in an STD clinic. I don't. Was I at Duke? I can't remember what it was. But I was in an STD clinic, and young girl, 14 years old, had gonorrhea, mm. and she had only had sex with one person. And she's like, "But he he's only having sex with me." And I'm like, "Honey, hunty, you know, like the reality is, if if." The two of you, if the two of you were only having sex with each other, right, and this was your initial experience, then there would be no gonorrhea. Right. So obviously he's lying to you. But part of the challenge is a 14-year-old girl, I'm having that conversation with her because she didn't feel comfortable enough having a conversation with her mother about sex. The sex conversation is an important one when it comes to HPV. It shouldn't have to be, but it is. It's part of the conversation. I think there can be some squeamishness in certain communities around that. So what's the way around that? I, I don't know that I have an answer to that, but I will say that kids of this generation, I read another article, they are having less sex than any other generation before them. Like, what basically, that, that any type, they're having okay. less of it, that they are actually having less of it, because I think what people aren't talking to them about, I mean, the whole world is at their fingertips on their phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like whether you have a conversation or not, it doesn't. I mean, you can Google what is this, and we couldn't. Understood. Right? But is that how you want the child to learn about? No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying. So, so our teenage pregnancies going down too? Yeah, yeah, teenage pregnancies, and yeah, but because that's why the abortion debate <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Because I mean, abortion rates are down. This is the most responsible. <laughs> this is the most responsible generation. From that era, it may be that uh, some theories are that you know, kids have other things to do. They're 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 more preoccupied now than they've really ever been. Well, it's because they're on their phones all day, and so they're exactly. actually at home by themselves, and they can sext instead of having. I sex, was going right? to say, so, and they send nudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're showing body parts instead of touching right. body parts. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Free Black Dogs is not intended as medical advice. All opinions are our own. Free Black Dogs is produced by Wings Productions. Like what you hear? Make sure you rate and subscribe. Three Black Dogs is available wherever you get your podcasts.